Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Business and Barbell Talk podcast. Uh, this is episode six, and today we've got friend of the podcast and the gyms, Trace Strength and CrossFit Strode Station, Corey Chapman on. He, Corey's a strength coach and an, ad, and an avid uh, garage gym user. Today we're going to go over the pros, the cons, and what we think are the necessary tools to get started to ha- setting up a gym right outside your door. If you like the episode and the show, share it around, like, and subscribe, and uh, hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, Josh and Chris here with the Business and Barbell Talk podcast. This week we have a guest, Corey Chapman is with us. Hello. Um, so we're, we're going to chat about home gyms, garage gyms. Um, they're definitely really popular right now. Um, it seems like a lot of people are going to, just based on my social media, a lot of people are investing in just a secondary space. Still going to a gym, a lot of folks still, but just having a place in their garage um, that they can go work out um, and do some stuff. So we're going to talk about kind of what we think are must-haves, what are some things that maybe um, would be nice but not necessary. and Desires. Desires, yeah. yeah. Um, and kind of how, how to set it up and how that might look. Corey is a garage gym owner now. Mm. I'm working on mine. So... Um, I think my wife's actually a garage gym owner. I'm just a member. A member. Yeah, yeah. I'm a member. Although, yeah. although I threaten her membership all the time. Did you have a say in what in what the equipment was going to be? Um, luckily, I had already purchased most of the equipment. Um, the big the big debate was on the rack. Yeah. That and I think that's one thing. Uh, the stand, squat stand, the rack, the the base of wherever you're going to do the most of your work is what you really need to probably pay attention to the most when you're out there uh, looking to start a home gym, I would say. Yeah. So, you know, most we've talked, Corey, Corey has been someone we've talked about on the podcast, you know, previously him and I own CrossFit Strode Station together. And um, so coming from, you know, you were do some CrossFit ish training from sometimes when it's warm, when it's warm, <laughs> you know, you predominantly, <laughs> predominantly power lift. Yep. Your, your wife is an elite level CrossFitter. So the needs are probably definitely different and maybe not. I don't know. Um, we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, no, that's interesting. Our, our, um, our training philosophies, philosophies definitely aren't the same. Um, I definitely wouldn't have a rower or an assault bike in there. I think that would make some more room for possibly an inverse curl uh, or an ATP. But um, since they're in there, uh, you know, I I try to use them. Uh, I've always thought that even though you're going to power lift or chase uh, chase power output, conditioning should still be uh, somewhat of a priority. I mean, obviously, you're not going to be a six-minute miler if you're trying to be a 700-pound squatter. They should be in shape. Right. You've got to have, have a base level. You, of fitness, you have to have level. I mean, hell, listen to Louie. Those guys don't walk around dragging sleds because they don't have anything better to do. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. those guys are walking miles with a sled on their back and a safety squat bar on their back. I mean, those guys are talking about work capacity um, and conditioning like that right there speaks enough. When If those guys are willing to do it and they're squatting thousands of pounds, benching, you know, up in the sevens and eights and a couple thousand pound benchers, uh, uh, yeah, listen. You know, and even when you listen to the, the guys overseas, the guys overseas aren't um, – the guys and the girls, I should say, are pretty fit. I mean, when you look at the elite of the elite, I mean, look at Dan Green. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Dan Green might, might not necessarily be a 
what you would call in condition guy, but he's not a sloppy guy either. No, he's jacked. Yeah. So, I mean. He's jacked. And I think, you know, I think there was a time where powerlifters were like, let's just get, you know, not to get off too much on a tangent, but, like, they were just getting big, big, big. Well, uh, sloppy. Well, like, the game's changed. You know, whenever it was geared lifting and it was the WPO, which is coming back, but whenever, um, you know, Westside and, and Donnie Thompson and and uh, what, uh, some of the guys that were some of the better, Brian Carroll, some of your better uh, geared power lifters, the, the idea of being bigger was really more to uh, use the gear. Skinny yeah. guys don't use yeah. gear good. That, the yeah. bigger you are, the more body mass you have, the more you can make the gear work for you. Yeah. Um, but obviously with the rise of Raw in the past, what, hell, 10 years, I guess? 10 years, I guess. Um, the rise of Raw, it's been just a change in the physiques, but I think a lot of that has to do with where you're, you're seeing more athletes. I mean, look at Kevin Oak. Mm-hmm. Kevin Oak ran track at Villanova. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you're seeing guys that are, that are athletes that are coming over because they want to – keep competing in a different way Um, but to keep those competitive juices flowing you're just seeing a different athlete and it doesn't really it's not beneficial to to be to carry weight that's not doing something for you you know what i'm saying like those guys want to want to be big Mm -hmm. but they're if i'm going to carry weight i might as well be muscle because that's going to at least help me it's going to be my horsepower yeah Yeah. um so that's that's just something that that i've seen and kind of kind of what i think but hell i haven't been in it that long enough to have much of an opinion but you know that's just kind of a a side chat, I guess. So, your garage. So the the rack was the biggest. Yeah, that was the biggest one because uh, for me, I would have, I would have probably preferred to have like a power rack yeah. um, to be able to do some banded stuff, do some uh, pin pulls, that sort of thing. But I also wasn't really committed to anchoring something to the floor. We didn't want it permanent because we do just have a. Um, it's a two car garage, but it's not a big two car garage, so. Um, for Emma to be able to do her Olympic lifts and do some of her Metcon stuff, having a rack bolted in one place isn't necessary. Wasn't isn't, ideal. No. Yeah, wasn't ideal. Yeah, no, not at all. To make room and yeah, absolutely. So yeah. if you come in there while she's working out, she's moved the rig probably three different places within the, the time that she's in there just because of uh, the way that we've got it laid out and just requirement or, you know, things that she wanted to do. Um, but another thing, like, Bar muscle ups, mm-hmm. so I couldn't necessarily get a rack that had neutral grip uh, pull ups or like one of the braces that went across the middle. Um, so a lot of that went in, and how tall? Yeah, you know it's got to be tall enough for her to be able to do um, some bar muscle ups and that sort of thing. So it was that was one of our uh, things. We're looking around, what can we what can we land on? And actually stumbled upon an old um, Get RX. Mm-hmm. guillotine half rack which mm-hmm. i'm i love half racks now i think yeah. that even if uh down the road i'll probably always own a half rack i don't know why i just like them because they're mobile mm-hmm. but i still don't have any problem doing a heavy squat in it uh, probably not going to do pin pulls but hell i've got the high school facility to be able to go and do um anything i want anytime so just is to- the majority of your training at the high school and you just do like some fluff and accessory at your house or like how is that? Well, um, doing a meet tomorrow. Yeah. So I guess I could just kind of talk about what this, what fo- what summer football season transitioned to now, kind of how that's looked in my training and where I've done it at. But um, for this meet prep, the last 15 months, I would say it's been probably 70% at home and 30% at, at school. 
um, mainly for deadlifts. The yeah. days that I had to go deadlift, I don't have the metal plates to be able to put on uh, to fill up the bar um, at home because I've just got bumpers and a couple sets of metals. But um, mo yeah, most of my training was at home except for deadlift day or a couple couple um, heavy bench days. I like to go in and really hit the lat pull down as a warm up. Yeah. But aside from that, no, I'd say the majority of my training was definitely at home for this meet. Um, but with coaching football too and being highly involved in sports, I can't tell you how much the garage gym like saved me from days of where I wouldn't have done anything, where yeah. I actually got a really good workout in. Yeah. I kind of, you know, it's great. You might think I'm crazy. Like I, I have two gyms and now I'm putting a gym in my garage, but like, man, I have three kids. I can't just go to the gym just to work out. Any of the gyms that I own, it's not like I can just go there and be like, all right, I'm just going to do my workout and leave. Like it's always, it's a you two always hour know somebody. visit, you know, it's a yeah. two hour visit no matter what. Yeah. So There's, always somebody there that knows you and it's that's the great part of it but there's times where you're like man i'm in a pinch and don't want to be 30 rude. minutes and i just want to get in sweat and get out or do you know whatever well, I, gotta what do. I had to do back in west virginia because every time i went down to thunder it turned into like i have like 90 minutes to train and it's like but i'm the head coach so people just be like what should i do what should i do like if i'm there during a class too i just get pulled off to the side all the time or hey right? can you look at this yeah, or exactly. hey uh, so i just start going out to matt Sakri's gym yeah. right he just had a barn a barn gym out at his house so i would just go out there and i'd be done Right, like, and then I could go about my day. I yeah. think there's something to be said about the level of focus, too. Yeah. Um, I think that recently for me, I've really tried to put my phone away. Um, I read an article, it's been about two years ago, and I can't even remember the guy's name that wrote it for Elite. Um, how, think about in your spare time when you're just dillying around how many minutes you probably get caught staring at your phone you're like damn that was 10 minutes six hours and 41 <laughs> yeah, like, yeah right, you're like that was right. 10 minutes so like think about when you're a guy, some of those guys in the gym that you see on their phone all the time you're like that was 10 minutes between that set dude jesus yep. you're not yep. getting any work yep. done i try to do that too uh you know as a, and as a business owner for you that's you you have to I ride that six fine. hours and 41 minutes a day on my phone right that is my average <laughs> screen time a day it makes me sick, actually. Right? You need some Blu-ray glasses or whatever. It makes me sick. Yeah, I hate looking at it. it you yeah. know, and it's, I'm just like, fuck. And I justify, you know, like I justify it to myself. Yeah, I'm trying not. That's the first one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's um, <laughs> and it wasn't me. Um, you know, I try to justify. And, and, you know, like I can look at the breakdown of it. And some of it, I would say three to four hours of it is probably justifiable. Because, yeah. I mean, okay. I don't necessarily work from a laptop. Yeah, you know, well, you so don't like, have to anymore. I don't have to, and I don't. So, like, I do most of my work from my phone. But, but there is that disconnect. That for me, like when I'm home, I turn that, or even even like even when I've gone to the school now, I put that thing on airplane mode. Uh, I turn my I turn my notifications off, and I turn my um, Wi-Fi on, and just turn my Spotify on, whatever I'm trying to listen to, and I set that thing as far away from me as possible. And the only time. And I try and actually like the workouts before I was getting ready for prep, I didn't video anything. Yeah. I'm not even getting that damn thing out. Like there's no point in it. Um, but for prep is a little bit different when you're taking your top sets. You just want to have a look at it and make sure that things are still dialed in. Um, but for me, like working out in the home, home gym and even working out at school, like for me, it's really been big about putting the phone away and disconnect. Yeah. But as a business owner and coaches like you guys that come to the gym, like you never get to turn off. There's either going to be somebody there or somebody messaging you or you have to answer some question. And it's a very tough line for you guys because you don't want to be a prick to them, but you also need your time. And I think that's really tough for some some of 
you know, members to understand that, um, if yeah, I, I'm a coach. Like, yeah, you're a coach, but also you're an athlete. Like, the reason that you're in this is because you like to work out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it's, you know, they just like you so much. They yeah. just want to talk to you. Yeah. And they yeah. really enjoy the conversation, and that's awesome. But it's it's hard sometimes for, for you guys as coaches to be able to juggle the uh, – If I could find somebody to work out at 4.30 with me every day, I would do it. Like in the morning or in the evening? In the morning. 4.30? No. No. So early. 4.30 no. at night? So no. Early. No. Early. no. It's like there's a class going I have three, so I have three kids, man. Like, like I have three kids. I go to bed at 8 o'clock at night. Like I'm a morning person. I'm up. I've become a morning person. You know, whether you like the mornings or not, if you're in this business, it, yeah. it is – you – you do it. No, that you was the world's choice. worst. I never had drank coffee till I started working at CrossFit Thunder. And uh, my buddy Shope was like, man, if you're running on fumes, you got to go over to Speedway and get that Brazilian roast. Uh, so I, I went over, started drinking black coffee. Now I have terrible acid reflux that I'm blaming that on. Um, but, yeah, quickly, as I was a guy that loved to sleep in, but when you're the guy that's got to open the gym for the 515 class, you better figure it out real quick yeah, or yeah. else you yeah. – might as well just move on and do something else. And some people it can do it. Um, I can't. I need sleep. <clears throat> yeah. I want sleep. And, like, the, the thing for the – like, it would be cool for me to have a little gym. My, my son is really active. He climbs around on everything. Like, he does all the stuff at our gyms. And, like, now I have the twins. Like, if I just want to go, like, hit some curls, like, maybe – Kind of the gym willer. Just go in, get some uh, – if I can do some dips and pull-ups and maybe some kettlebell swings, that's a pretty good day. It's you all know? right. You know, and my kids can kind of get out in the garage and I have their little tricycles out and do their thing. And I think for me, I'm trying – when I'm at work, I want to be at work. And when I'm at home, I want to be with my family. Being in the moment, wherever you're at. Yeah. So if it takes me a little longer to do what i got to do to work out and my kids are out there with me, then I'm cool with that. There you know, it like, is. Yeah. So that is uh, really the big thing, and I didn't even realize it. Um, I would put stress on myself that was never there to be done sooner. Yeah. I always felt like, man, I got to get home. Even though Emma wasn't home because she would be training until 730. Mm-hmm. Part of me felt like, man, hurry up. Let's get home. Like, yep. Winston's at home. Like, let's get home. Hurry up. Get home. And I don't know why. It was never – she was – like, she's not there. Yeah. Obviously, he can't talk. Um, <laughs> yeah. So – but it was, like, for me, the comfort, like, of being home. Once I'm at, once I'm at home and I'm working out, I don't care if it takes two hours, two and a half hours, whatever. Like, uh, I'm here, I'm at home, I'm comfortable, and I'm, I'm training hard, and I don't feel rushed or pressured to, to, get, to get it moving or sell something short. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. And I've said, you know, I think to you when you first started working in the garage, I was like, man, I just don't think I'll be motivated. Mm-hmm. I think i got to go to the gym because it's the process of, like, getting my stuff together, going to the gym, and then, like, all right, now I'm there. Kind of like flipping the metal switch. Yeah. and, like, I don't – like open the door and go to my garage there's not that process like you know listen to some music on the way to the car you know or you know whatever i think ultimately it was like partly for me it was a good opportunity to get some equipment like somebody was getting rid of some stuff and i had the opportunity to get it yeah but ultimately like since i've owned the gyms in five years i can probably count on two hands the number of times i've worked out with my wife and It was something that we found together, we did together, uh-huh. and it was a big part of our, um, you know, it was a big part of our relationship. Like, we'd go do the CrossFit classes together, and we talked about it, and we'd go have drinks with our friends that did CrossFit classes mm-hmm. after, you know what I mean? Like, so it was a big part of our social life, and now it's not. And, you know, and, you know, it's just hard when you own the gym to do that so much. Like, <laughs> obviously, we're not going to work out 
Hey, you can't coach it and work out you can't and do coach it all. It, yeah. Work out and do it together, and and you got a family. So I mean, we got a family. So we've lost that at some point. It's like, you know, like I, the simple days of CrossFit were always really appeasing to me. And it, like I, I love the like my Chuck Taylors and just a barbell, and I didn't need knee wraps. I didn't need sleeves. I didn't need all this shit. I was bands, like, chains, like the old Pat Sherwood stuff that I love and still to this day think is like the best CrossFit yeah. stuff yeah. out there. Yep. yep. Right, you know what I mean? Like curve, yeah. kettlebell swings, 400-meter run, and like some air squats, like burn it down. Right yeah. on. Uh, it's interesting that you bring up like the relationship, uh, like your relationship and that sort of thing. Obviously with uh, my wife being like CrossFit Games athlete and then me being a powerlifting athlete, we, we started together doing CrossFit, um, and I loved it. Like even though she kicked my ass – 95% of the time. There was 5% that I may have won. Yeah. May have been closer to three. But, um, you know, like, we we talk about it. Like, we look forward to whenever she decides to dial it back a little bit to where we can get in the gym and uh, do some things that we we talk about doing but don't get to do. Uh, yeah. That we think that we would enjoy some, some – she wants to do more of my style workouts, and I would kind of like to go and do not necessarily – her style, but we can find a, a happy medium. Bike, yeah, no, we can we can find a happy medium. She's got Do me out on intervals. no, she's got me out on the rower a couple times, and I swear, for the first six months we lived in the house, I used the rower more than she did. <laughs> she will not she will not attest to that. She may disagree, but I promise you that I I don't know why I was like, if this damn thing's gonna sit in here, I'm gonna at least get on it and sweat. Yeah, yeah. Now I can't say that to be true the last six months, <laughs> but the first six months, well, anyways. That's how Megan and I met too. <clears throat> was some like her ex boyfriend asked me to teach her how to mm-hmm. bench press. Yeah, she wanted to start lifting weights. Yeah, like and it, it that was a big foundation of our relationship was just hanging out with all of our friends that also lifted weights. Like we'd all lift weights, wait for everyone to be done, like down to Thunder, and then we'd go to like China Garden or well, something. Mm-hmm. Like, right, we'd go eat. Right, like that was a big foundation of it. Um. But back in back in West Virginia, we lived thirty minutes away from the gym, and yeah. I will say that like a lot like with you, there was that weird like sort of pressure that I was putting on myself of like I should get home to Megan, even though I can count on maybe one hand the number of times Megan's ever texted me like when are you going to be home? Mm-hmm. And even then, it's just like I just want to know. No external pressure. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like I'm just making dinner and I want to know if you're going to be if like you want any. Yep. Right? She was never like, can you stop training and come mm-hmm. home? And now like it's easier because we live upstairs. Did so you have a home? The, you have a home gym? Yeah, basically. so I have a home gym. I have a home. got a really nice. Home yeah, so basically the moment I'm done, I can just walk upstairs and I'm home. Yeah. Um, and she's there. But, like, I'm with you. Like, back back in West Virginia, it was like that. I was just like, I got to go home. And then it's like, why do you feel like you have to get done so quick? Like, yep. It's, it's there was never, yeah, there was never any external pressure. Like I said, hell, she wasn't even home. Mm-hmm. But I felt – and I think some of it, too, was I worked out at school. Yeah. So, like, I worked all morning or, like, all day. And I'm still there. Yeah. It was just like, I want to be away from here. Yeah. I th- sure. Maybe it was no, more, sure. I want to be away from here than I want to be There's like home. a level of like, when you're at your job, you, not that you're not yourself, you're just like a different version of yourself yeah. than you are mm-hmm. when you're at home by yourself. Or, you know. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not going to. Or if you're at the gym, like, I, I'm, although I have a filthy mouth, but besides that, like, I have a level of professionalism yeah. about me. And when you're with your kids, you know, your athletes or your training or, like, if staff are there, like... I'm not going to go talk to talk to somebody I don't know the same way I talk to you guys. You yeah, know, and, you know like, myself. if I were to listen to NWA's Greatest Hits, yes, yes. I'm probably not going to play that if... Uh, you're running the 12-year-old uh, soccer class in there, you yeah, know. Yeah, you know, and so there's, like, that ability to let your hair down and yeah, yeah. we, we provide that we provide that work. service i think for a lot of folks to come to our gym 
and let their hair down if for yeah. that hour that they're there. Oh, 100%. Yeah, but I like, agree with that. It's hard to do that for yourself when you're in that environment for other I think folks. you just, I think it's just You don't want to let yourself be vulnerable. You got you got to just keep the guard up. Um, I think it's partially just trying to protect the brand more than it is protect yourself. Yeah, people for might the most not part. want to buy the whole meal. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but, that, yeah. but that's okay. Like, I think that that's fine because, like, as long, and I've always been a person that I've thought that that's, if I come to you for a service and you really check my boxes for that service, whatever you do, like, on the outside of things, like, if I, maybe I don't agree with, man, we're all not the same person. It's okay to disagree. But if yeah. I like you for what I come to you for, then be you, man. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I've always felt that way. And I think that that people really do appreciate uh, Strode Station and Trace for that. They see you guys uh, as who you are and respect it, but also respect the fact that when it's time to be business, mm-hmm. it's very business and very professional. Yeah. It's just, you know, we all came from, from Thunder, too, so, like, the um, the um, the environment in that would be, like, it's, it's just a totally different vibe from what we came from. We came from the well, gym that we started in a yeah. college town of, like, Everybody there was about the same age, especially mm-hmm. for me. Like I was, I was late. You were obviously there. Five or twenty six when we started it. The um, all of our, we all, we grew up together. Like we got married about the same time. We had kids. You know, they're like yep. core group of people. So like it was really in intertwined in my social life a lot. And not to say that not for you guys, mm-hmm. but for me, coming in when we came in, it was just like we all, we all started at the same time. We got married about the same time. We all started having kids around the same time. We all hung out together versus when we came to um, here, our membership was considerably older than most of us, right, Corey? Like, most of our members were probably, they're older than Oh, yeah, than yeah, me. no, you know it, what I mean? the so demographic like, was definitely different. So the yeah. social aspect of the gym was not the same. It was like, they wanted a place to come work out. They didn't really care about hanging out. Yeah, really. No, so and, much that, after it. And, and that was kind of different for us because of what it our It used to upset me. It was like, man, uh, like, we'd have an event, like, not that many people would come or we yeah. would do this and there wouldn't be a ton of people there. And that was just, it's just different culture. It's different. It's and different and not good or bad. It's no. just different. And there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of problems that your gym doesn't have because that, of those. Yeah. Uh, that can, that. that can happen when everybody's really tight sometimes yes. yeah. or spends a lot of time with each so, other. So we didn't, we don't have any of those and we, we were very fortunate you know, because a lot of that was just unnecessary headache. Uh, yeah, self-induced pain, you know. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely. So the older, more mature crowd that just wants to come work out and not necessarily hang out for beers <laughs> two or three days a week is yeah. – is, yeah, I know there's a lot of times I would just go to Thunder to drink beer and hang out. I really wasn't even interested in working out, I you know. I would go every Friday and pack a bag. And I'd work out, and then I would change into my going out clothes, and we would start. Well, hell, we would uh, we would hit the. Uh, that was when we were doing uh, our power athletes at seven o'clock, and really ruining that seven o'clock class for everybody, being oh, really gosh. selfish. Yeah, getting yelled at. Yep, um, getting getting yelled at and being <laughs> in trouble. But um, sometimes you got to break a few rules every now and again. Yeah. Well, um, let's dial this thing back into the yeah. Garage so gym. in the garage gym, what's the. Um, like what's the must list? Gotta have a gotta have a bar. Bar, rack. So uh bar. What are you doing? Do you need a general bar, like to where you can clean, uh, do some of your Olympic lifts with, or are you looking for a power bar? You don't plan on doing any Olympic lifts, you need a little stiffer bar, uh, with some center knurl. Um, but for me it's like rack, bar, then plates. Like what are the plate what are you gonna be doing? So do you have mats on the floor? Um, if you got mats on the floor and you got bumper plates, then or don't have mats but you got bumper plates, mats might not be that big of a deal. 
Um, yeah, but you, if you've you got steel, really get away with just that. No, yeah. I've, I, if you've got a if you've got a nice surf, surface and bumper plates, then you really don't need mats. Mats are just kind of a, a luxury, really. Yeah. Um, they do help with a little bit of sound, but um, what type of plates are you going to use? You're going to bumper plates, steel plates, and don't buy anything new. You can get uh, all other, cheap. Yeah, maybe a barbell. Maybe a barbell new. There's just so many people. Rogue. Um, this new guy up in New Jersey that I found, I Sell Fitness mm-hmm. on Instagram, he has got, like, tremendous products. People love his products, and he's selling power bars and Olympic bars for less than $200 shipped. Like, that's well, good. No, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah you, can't, yeah. you well. can't get that. But um, So your rack, your bar, your plates, and then you're going to want some bands, like some bands for your, your accessory work because not everybody has a lap, the room to put a lap pull down mm-hmm. or to be able to do tricep extensions and that sort of thing. Um, so some bands, they're cheap. You know, you can get bands for nothing on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously some type of kettlebells or dumbbells, depending on what you're going to do. But I think some people get really carried away with the dumbbells. You don't yeah. need five, five yeah. pounds. You don't need fives and five pound increments all the way like to 35s and some fifties. I believe I could do. Well, that's what, you know, um, Emma yeah, needed. With that. Yeah, no, Emma needed 35s, fifties. And 70s. Mm-hmm. I already had 75s, and I was going to be damned if we bought 70s. So uh, she went out and found 50s and 35s, and then she wanted um, some smaller ones for her to be able to do some of her accessory work with. So we bought secondhand um, metal 25s to 10s. Yeah. And, and then, like, I really don't th- – and I've not used – I've not had the need to go do anything other than that. I can do all my accessory work with the little ones. 75-pound dumbbells are plenty heavy if – do them for sets. Do less reps. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, know, I don't some, need. I don't need to. I can add tape some tempo some, work to it. Or yeah, or I can tape some damn tens to it if I'm really that, yeah. if it's really that big of a deal. But yeah. when we're talking about working at home, it's not necessarily I need the one tens or the yeah. the one twenties yeah. or whatever. I don't think. Um, so from for me, that's it. I mean, I think that you if you've got a rack, a barbell, plates, um, either kettlebells or dumbbells, preferably both. Or I think. Both are very vital. Uh, I think the kettlebell is an undervalued tool. I, ever since I got to the garage gym, that might yeah. be my favorite um, tool, I no, guess, or no, you want to call it. It's, it's 100%. They're not on the Facebook Marketplace as much. I'm, I'm like no, an they're avid not. Facebook Marketplace You and Emma guy. both. She is a hawk. Yeah, I know. We, we message each other back and forth sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, she'll, be like, uh, she'll send me a picture of something and be like, why would you send that? She's like, oh, I sent it to Josh. I'm like, well, I don't need to see it. <laughs> so I don't yeah. care. I'm not buying yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I have gotten a couple. Howdy. I've gotten a couple kettlebells from there. We've done. I would tell. I, I got two. I'm pretty sure I those two seventies that you I got, got two seventies from a sleeper cell uh, for Al Qaeda. <laughs> almost positive. It was the craziest experience of my life. This uh, show contributes to ISIS. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> it was. It was wild, but I, I'm pretty sure I got two there. And then I've gotten just some plates. Facebook Marketplace is great. I don't. It's awesome. I don't know that people use Craigslist that much anymore. No, we used I, to use Craigslist. Well, I mean, was, we got some I stuff was, when we opened the gym. I don't at even first. know that Facebook Marketplace existed when we opened it did. the gym. Yeah, it didn't. But it was Craigslist. But um, I would tell everybody: don't buy anything new. You're like, it's silly if you buy something new. You can get it for fifty cents on the pound. Absolutely. Or, you know, the Unless you bought like wanted a barbell, like a specific yeah. barbell, and like I can see that. But like plates don't ever wear out. Racks don't ever break down. Um, and dumbbells, like as long as you check the head, if they're if you check the heads and they're not loose, then you're probably okay. Yeah. yeah. And kettlebells, you can't destroy. So yeah, yeah they're real but, hard to break. But yeah, like uh, we broke one in five years. 
Oh, yeah, the, the handle, handle on that. The 53. Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. That was just because yeah. somebody dropped it at, like, the perfect angle. Yeah, yeah one in a million. But uh, I was, like, I was never a big kettlebell person until I got into my home gym, and I, mm-hmm. I just started to explore, really. Uh, I even read so many Pavel's books. Yeah, yeah, I went down. I got into the old uh, Dragon Door stuff, uh, obviously Strong First. All those guys, uh, Pavel, read a couple of his books, but a lot of that was kind of influenced from Donnie Thompson talking about using kettlebells and, like, thinking outside the rack and that sort of thing. So um, I started using those a lot, or I started to use those a lot more, and to be honest, like, they've really helped me, like, tremendously. They help uh, your fitness, they help build. My conditioning, but really it surprised me some things that I kind of started to do that Pavel had said that he had had conversations with Donnie about, um, just building tension, like learning to build tension yeah. um, throughout the body. And for my sumo deadlift, I started doing double kettlebell um, sumo deadlifts with like pauses and tempo and just something about that hand position with where you can put the kettlebells versus a barbell yeah. um, was more comfortable, but it still allowed me to, and it was light, but it allowed me to learn how to really wedge and spread the floor apart and yeah because you have to because the way the kettlebells yep. kind of i don't know it. something different yeah, i can't I, explain it yeah. but it was really beneficial we too. do those sometimes with our athletes just after our like in between our like with our speed squats instead of doing speed pulls we'll uh-huh. go through and like kind of superset those together back and forth but you know from donnie like that was something that you know he said as he got older deadlifting was harder on him yep when you deadlift as much and, as those guys do and as big as they are you yeah know. yeah and you know teach those kids that hard glute contraction if they're doing it right with the double kettlebell swings it's a good exercise so let me get a picture all right chris has got to go Corey and i will see you sir wrap it up here um but i guess in uh we'll talk about what we actually have in our home gym we've got a rack we've got more specialty bars than anybody should probably have um, we've got dumbbells from 10s to 75s, uh, double kettlebell, 20, 35s, 53s, 70s, um, a GHD. She has to have a GHT to be able to do her GHD sit-ups. I love it because I'm a um, – I love to do ham curls. That's that's a that's luxury, my, right? Oh, it's a luxury. It's one hundred percent a luxury. It's not a, it's not a must. But I also have a reverse hyper in there, which to me um, is one of the most versatile pieces of equipment that somebody can buy. I know when we when you think of reverse hyper, you think of the uh, west side and just doing the uh, doing swings and that sort of thing. But for me, uh, I do a lot of heavy side bends, uh, one arm rows, skull crushers. Saw uh, somebody doing knee raises on them the other day, yeah. putting their feet up through yep. it, sitting on the end of it, knee raises, and it's you're Once only again, limited by your creativity with that piece of equipment. I think you know. Number one, it's just good to have reverse hyper for your back health and like your training, but just all the other stuff you can do with it. It's not a, it's not a coffee, um, it's not a coffee holder as much as. Yeah, no, it's it. not a baby changing table. It does, uh, it is at a great height to change children, but it is very, a very useful piece of equipment, I think, especially yeah. in the CrossFit space. It's and and honestly, like if you look around on Facebook Marketplace and those sort of things, that's another sort of thing that you can find at about half of what you would normally pay for it. Yeah. So if you can steal one of those for two, three hundred bucks, then I would say jump all over it. Um, but the only other thing that we have in our home gym is. Uh, the rower, the assault bike, and if I hear one more thing about a ski erg, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. But and a, a plate holder for our dumbbells. But cool. we've got sand, damn sandbags. Oh, yeah. we, sandbags we've got and yeah. and honestly, sandbags are really cheap, and that's another versatile piece of equipment that you can do a lot with. Yeah. Um, 
to a and they don't take they don't take up much room. You can stack them all on top of one another in a corner, out of the way. Yeah, no um, sandbag. That's one thing I want to get. Just I like to do carries. I like to. We've got a couple of different ones. We've like got that. the bag, like the duffel bag, tall sandbag. Mm-hmm. Then we've got the rogue zip up bags, and then we've got the tactical bag. So we've got three different ones. Um, and all three of them serve a different purpose, and they're all fun to use in different ways. Yeah. Um, and there's some days I'll go out in the garage, and that's all I'll use, you know, is the sandbag and maybe some, some kettlebells and, and sweat it out. But yeah, I think sometimes people get a little bit carried away in how it looks, like wanting all the pretty and the yeah, flashy. Those pretty ones, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. they're gorgeous. But I don't know that – what are you in it for? Yeah, I mean you, – you Are want, you wanting to show it off, or are you wanting to actually go out and train? And I, it's like and it's the okay new man be, cave. It's like it is new, the man cave. A new version of it. 100%. You know, you think you can really probably attribute most of that to the garage gym Cooper, whatever his yeah. name is, um, by putting all of these on display. But, you know, I, I would not break myself up to have a home gym. No. Like, I wouldn't, put, I wouldn't go out and take out a loan. Yeah. I wouldn't go out and um, – you know, I just pick it up along the way. You're not yeah. in any big rush. Um, it doesn't matter what it looks like. Get what you can get. Don't buy a 45 pound plate's a 45 pound yep. plate, whether it's new or it's used. Yeah. Um, so I would just tell people don't break yourself up and don't feel like you, just because, and there's value in other brands. Like yeah. shop around. Yes, Rogue is amazing. Um, everybody knows that. The product's great. The customer service is tremendous. But do you always need to spend that extra amount of money on a rogue kettlebell when you can get maybe Walmart, yeah. uh, secondhand Walmart kettlebell? I mean, I'm not, I you know, I'm no kettlebell com- competitor or anything like that. But um, for me, it serves all of my purposes. Yeah. And there's differences between, like, commercial use and home use. You're not going to use this hard. Yeah, stuff. no. Stuff I, I might not want in my gym I definitely I there's a big difference, it. yeah, in what I would buy for a gym and what I would buy for my own personal use. Yeah. I would agree with that for sure. Cool. So if you're thinking about uh, getting a garage gym, start with just some basics, a barbell and some plates, some flooring maybe if you need it, and then just pick up stuff along the way. Okay. Um, I think that's about all we have. We're kind of running out of time. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll have to get Corey back on here again. We can we could talk for hours probably so yeah thanks uh, for having me yeah i'm i enjoyed it all right see you guys next week